You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. Monday, April 19th, marked the first day of the Chiefs offseason program. So we got to hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and safety Tyron Matthew via Zoom conference call. We'll play those press conferences for you, starting with Andy Reid. And on the other side, we'll play Patrick Mahomes and Tyron Matthew. But here is the Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. Uh, first of all, welcome back. Um, we're glad uh, glad to see everybody. Um, uh, that's including the players that will be um, uh, on a, on a video conference, uh, here in a couple hours. Um, first I want to start though, this with, um, just my, my heartfelt feeling for Trez Paler and his family. Um, just, uh, how much we cared about him and, uh, um, and the great job in which he did. He, he was, a he, he did his job the way, um, you know, the way that it needs to be done, uh, it was fair, you know, had a good, good heart about it and, uh, and really told the truth. And, and so that's as a sitting in this position, um, that's all you can obviously ask for. So, uh, but uh, a lot of respect for him and the job in which he did. And we saw him grow right here in Kansas city. And, um, you know, it's a, just a tragic deal. Um, the other part I wanted to address was about Britt uh, Reed. Um, you know, obviously, my prayers and uh, thoughts go out to everybody involved. I, um, because of the legal situation, I can't talk about it uh, now. But um, you know, just from a humane standpoint, my you know my my heart goes out to those those that are involved with it. Uh, like I mentioned, um, we do have the opportunity to talk to the players today. Uh, this is the beginning of phase one. It'll be virtual for us. And uh, we'll have a two-hour block there where we can <clears throat> visit with the players on, on um, you know, the, the actual scheme evaluations that we've been going through as a staff here on this past season. Um uh, again, that's always an interesting time because you you can go through and make yourself a better football team if you approach it the right way, <clears throat> and so that's uh, that's what we're uh, we're working towards um, in, in this still pandemic uh, era here. Uh, we're we're working through it the best way we possibly can. We've been able to add some players to to our roster, and we lost a you know a few and. Uh, with um, you know Mitch Schwartz and and Fish, um, Sammy Sherm, uh, Damian Wilson, uh, that these are people that are potentially moving on. Unfortunately, with the first two that I mentioned, 
<clears throat> with Schwartz and Fish, uh, you run into these cap situations. Brett Veach and his crew have done a great job of managing this to give us opportunities to um, continue to work at the top of the league as a football team. Um, and, and so uh, some of these things had to be done. Uh, but the greatest thing about this is those guys, um, with their stay in, <clears throat> in Kansas City, uh, they go out as champs and uh, and they they can they, they can hold that with them and they'll be reared here for forever um, and celebrated for that uh, forever in this city and and so um, and and again you never know this is a small fraternity uh, of teams and so you never know uh, what goes around could come back around to you and so not that. They, they're not back with us at some point, but that door always remains open. These guys did it the right way here. Um, and then the addition with uh, the Joe Tooney, Kyle Long, Jared Reed, you know, we've added a, a few people in here uh, and, and Veach isn't done. You know how he rolls. He's very aggressive and, and he's staying on top of his game. Um, we, we, we get Larry back and, um, Tardif, and so I think that that that's a nice positive to add into that offensive line mix. So um, I, I think we've got a pretty good nucleus going there. <clears throat> also had a few coaching changes uh, take place. Uh, Greg Lewis um, is going to have the opportunity to move over to running backs. Uh, there wasn't a lot of changeover in the staff, so um, I, I want guys to continue to be able to have that opportunity to grow. Greg actually came to me about wanting to uh, the challenge of, of coaching the running backs. And as you guys know how I feel about Greg, he's very, very intelligent, um, has a great feel for the game, did a phenomenal job with the wide receivers. And now he's able to learn that other side, the, the protection side, and, and uh, all that goes into coaching the running backs in the run game. And uh, still give them tips in the in the past game to make them even better than what they are now. <clears throat> and then Joe Blameyer, who I've also mentioned before, has an opportunity to coach the wide receivers. He's been the assistant wide receiver coach for a couple of years, and then he moved back to quarterbacks. And then now he's back in the wide receiver room as a full-time coach. Um, uh, David Girardi um, will take Joe's spot as the past game <clears throat> analyst, uh, assistant quarterbacks coach, Connor Embry, who was working as a defensive assistant, now moves over to the offensive side. You remember he played wide receiver at Kansas. Uh, he moves over to the offensive side as an offensive quality control uh, coach. Hired Ken Flagel on the defensive side to coach the outside linebackers. Ken and I go way back uh, to our time at El Paso, at the University of Missouri, uh, the Green Bay Packers, and then, um, and now uh, back here. So Ken's got a long list of uh, uh, great accomplishments in his in the profession. Donald uh, D'Alessio um, is our defensive assistant. He takes a place of Connor Embry and comes uh, from the college ranks back to us here. Um, in Kansas City, and he'll do a nice job. He's got a nice defensive background to him, and he'll be a nice addition in there. And then uh, Tyler Judkins uh, replaces Travis Critton, who took a job um, working internationally 
in uh, the Caribbean, one of the islands there, and um, uh, Turks and Caicos. So it gives him an opportunity to develop future Olympians. And then uh, Tyler Judkins gets to replace him here. Um, I say that I was hesitant to tell you Turks and Caicos. In case you're there, go ahead and look them up. I mean, you can look at a small island, go ahead and look them up. Maybe you get a free meal from them. Um, so Tyler, um, again, he'll become our assistant strength and, um, and conditioning coach. Um, so I think with that, I've covered, uh, most of the, most of the new things, uh, that have taken place right here. Um, you're free to, again, ask, uh, ask your questions. Let's go first to Herbie Tiope. Go ahead, Herbie. <clears throat> hey coach. Good morning. Always good to see you. Yes, Herbie. Thank you. Hey, um, a couple questions here. Uh, we got a couple, a few players returning off of injury: Mahomes, Willie Gay, DeAndre Baker, Taco Charlton. Where are they in their process uh, in recovery from surgery, and then how are you projecting them to be ready for uh, on-field work in a month and a half? And then the second question will follow. Yeah, so I think Herbie, uh, they're, they're actually doing well, <clears throat> um, making progress. They've been coming back into the building, which um, which helps. Uh, where our guys can work with them a bit here. And, um, and so that's been, that's been a positive. Uh, we can, I can tell you firsthand that, that things are getting better. Uh, I know Pat ends up being kind of the primary concern as we go, but they're all, <clears throat> they've all, they're all good football players and can help us win football games, which obviously is our, our goal, our final goal. So, uh, but Pat's doing tremendous getting the, He's got great flexibility in that toe. He's worked his tail off. Um, not <clears throat> not a real fun thing to do uh, with that. It, it seems like a small thing, but uh, that toe was rather large uh, and stiff um, before the surgery and after the surgery. So he's really worked hard at getting that right. And my second question, I was going to ask about the offensive line, but Alex Smith just announced his retirement. What are your thoughts when you, when you think of Alex Smith now riding off into the sunset after his career and, and your time with him? Yeah. So, I mean, you guys know what I feel about him. He, he's just a heck of a person, um, had a great career, <clears throat> played a number so many years here with, with different teams and everywhere he went, he made them better. Um, you know, I, I, I texted him a while back. I, if he gets into coaching, I get first dibs on him. So, which I doubt he will, but it's, uh, uh, if he decides to go that route, he would be a guy that you'd love to have on your staff. So, um, <clears throat> but he, he is really, he's special, special person, you know, uh, go down as one of my all time favorites there. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Adam. Good. Hey, um, just, uh, <clears throat> I'm curious, the, the situation with Britt, can you sort of take us what kind of personal challenge that's been for you and, and what, what this has been like for you and for Tammy and for the family? Yeah. You know what, Adam, I, I think I'm uh, just stay away from, it. I mean, you know, I, I, like I said, my, my prayers and thoughts are for everybody involved in this. I mean, obviously. So, um, but I, I think I'm, I'm just going to stay away from, it. I think you, you guys know how I'm, my feelings on things and I'm um, sensitive to, you know, situations and people in particular. So on um, both sides of this. 
Let's go next to Mick Schaefer. Go ahead, Mick. Hey, Coach, you um, you mentioned the the interior additions on the offensive line. I'm wondering if there if there's still more additions to be made uh, for the tackle positions, or if you think th those answers are in house right now. Yeah, so I you know we forget about the couple Yang's the other one that. Uh, we had high hopes for last year and um, <clears throat> had a couple nice days with us before he opted out. Um, and and I, I think we're okay there now. Um, but I've said this before, Brett's always keeping his eyes open. So um, we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll see how it all ends up. Uh, but we've got some good competition in there. Uh, I think we know, you know Kyle Long had played tackle, was an all pro tackle actually his rookie year and, so we, we've got, um, you know, we've got options and, and people in there, but I'm, I'm not going to tell you, I would tell you, I wouldn't tell you at any position that we're done looking. I mean, that's just not, we're always going to keep our eyes open, try to make ourselves better, which we need to do. Right? You know, we, we've got to do that when you're sitting in our position, you're, you're not just striving to stay the same. You're, you're trying to get yourself better. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Good, Pete. Hey, Coach. Good to see you again. Um, Joe, Joe Tooney has been the uh, biggest acquisition for you guys this offseason. Really happened very quickly. Why was that so in intentional? And what about his game in particular made him so critical to get here in Kansas City? Yeah, Joe, Joe gives you good flexibility. You can play either guard or, <clears throat> excuse me, um, center and doing it at a Pro Bowl level. So, um, arguably one of the better guards in the league right now. I just, if you look at him the past few years, he's just done a tremendous job. So we thought that addition in there uh, would be great. He comes from a great culture um, from New England, uh, understands what it takes to be on a winning team and, and keep that winning going uh, forward. So um, we welcomed him aboard with that and thought it was important to get him. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, hey, Sam. Hey, uh, I understand that you can't comment on Britt's case, but I'm wondering, just generally speaking, what, what is the alcohol policy inside the facility? I mean, are coaches permitted to drink inside the practice facility? Well, there, there is a policy. There's also a league policy. And I'm not, I mean, I can't go into all of that for you, Sam, uh, but uh, there, there obviously is a policy. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. You mentioned about how the you know, phase one is going to be virtual for you. And I'm curious, you know, what did you learn from last year's virtual offseason program that you liked and didn't like? And are there things that you want to do differently this year as far as you approach that? Yeah, I think you asked me that question once before, Matt, and kind of the same, same worry there. Um, yeah, so listen, you can, you can get things done. Um, the most valuable thing, though, that you get when when you're on when you've got the players here that you can't get virtually is uh, the on-field experience and being able to teach uh, uh, Willie Gay coming in as a rookie um, how to move and how to drop and your fundamentals and techniques, the different coverages that he's got to take care of run fit responsibilities. Uh, when you're not hands-on, it's hard to walk through those things. Uh, and so um, you end up retarding the, the, um, th the first 
first year player, second, third year player a bit uh, by having, uh, by only being able to do it virtually. You know, that, that's a, that ends up being a bit of an issue. The other part comes in is being able to put new things in. <clears throat> so <clears throat> without exhausting it, and again, without coaches taking advantage of situations, I think that's also important, but you're, you're able to give, um, uh, give the players some new thoughts that through all the scheme eval that you discuss with them, uh, hey, listen, let's try this and let's just take a look at it. Let's see, let's see what it looks like. If it's no good, we can throw it out there rather than wasting time during training camp going over. We've got time for a couple more. We'll go Sarin and then Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, and Brett, I'll have a follow-up if I could. Uh, Coach, on, what was the process like with your players as far as, um, you know, we've heard a lot of other teams say, hey, we're not coming together, and they release a statement. How did, how, did, how did the discussion go? Did you talk with the guys? Did you talk with the leaders? Did they reach out to you as to how this uh, <clears throat> offseason is going to work? Yeah, so I gave them an idea of how we were, how it was going. I mean, things got kind of finalized right here at the end. Um, but, you know, I, I trust our guys are going to work out and get that, that part done. Uh, I trust that they're going to be on the, the calls for right now, which I think is important. I mean, we can go over this whole scheme eval, and you know how much time we spent on that, Seren. I mean, we endlessly, uh, endless hours on that thing, just trying to make it right. And, and, uh, and so – um, I think that's important, um, and that's uh, the crawl before you walk. Uh, when hopefully you're able to get the guys in a in one of the other phases, but for right now, this ends up being the most important thing um, as we move forward. Yeah, and then from a left tackle perspective, I know you don't have to turn around and play uh, tomorrow, but you know who would be the guys that would be in the mix? I know you value flexibility. You talked about longs flexibility, but. Who are some of the guys that right now you look at and say they'd be in the mix to play left tackle if you did that? Yeah, play? we're fitting that through, but we, you know, we had aspirations of potentially moving Yang over uh, to that spot. Um, he looked like he had some potential for that when we had him last. Um, obviously, Kyle has that uh, flex to be able to do something like that. He's played inside too. I mean, the majority of the time he played inside, but he wasn't bad on the outside either. So. And then we've got guys coming back. So whether it's Rim or whether, you know, whether it's Andrew, we've got guys that have also have flexibility to play in those spots. We'll ask to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Uh, good to see you. All right, Sam. Uh, Brad, I've got uh, just a quick housekeeping thing and then kind of a more of a question. First, Andy, do you have a sense for how many of your players or staff uh, have been vaccinated? I do. There, there's a, listen, I'm, I'm giving you approximates now. So sure. don't, um, there, there's approximately 18 that have been vaccinated. The staff will have an opportunity to do that um, starting tomorrow. Um, right now, there's a handful of them that have already been vaccinated, myself included. I think the more we can push towards that, I think that's a positive. You know, I think giving people an opportunity to do it, I think is great. Um, as we move forward, you know, so um, I, I just, anyways, that, that's my own, listen, that's my own thought on it. I, I don't want, I don't want anybody to get sick and, and I surely don't want anybody to pass away. So um, I think in certain situations, a vaccine becomes important. We've seen it, um, you know, from the polio era on through that things, things have taken place where it's helped us as humans here uh, move forward. So I put that 
probably right there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um, and then the other two and a half months removed from your last game, I, I know the answer is probably both, right? But how much of what happened offensively was how beat up you were up front and how much of that was, you know, sort of what the Bucks were doing themselves strategically that may be sort of a blueprint, if you will, for, for teams next season? Yeah, sure. The Bucs did a nice job. I mean, they came out and played zone coverage and, you know, pretty, pretty standard stuff. Um, they played their tail off, did a great job. Uh, you know, my hat goes off to them. They were better than we were that day. Um, uh, I've said before, you know, injuries can, you know, they, they can do things just to the continuity of things and mix it up a bit. And you, you hope you go into that game uh, healthy, I, you know, but uh, that didn't happen. So you go do your best. We plug guys in and let's go. Let's go play and let the chips fall where they may. They didn't fall in our direction. Um, but listen, I'm not going to take anything away from the job that they did. And I'm certainly not putting the blame on anybody uh, for our game. We, we, we need to get better, obviously. I mean, they're, they're, they were the better team that day. So we, we've got a nice goal there to, sh to shoot for. <clears throat> Coach, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Okay, thank you guys. I appreciate you. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, and now we continue on with Patrick Mahomes, followed by Tyron Matthew. Hey, Patrick, what's going on, man? What's up? Um, this might be kind of a difficult question to answer just because it's a hypothetical, but um, how, how different do you think your mentality would be this offseason or how different is it because you're coming off of a loss rather than if you had won this game? Um, I mean, I think you have to take it back to the first year that I started. We lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. I mean, you have to let that stuff motivate you to get better each and every day. And so um, uh, you look back at that, and, you, and we were able to find a way to kind of flip a switch and, and make ourselves better and make a run at the Super Bowl the next year. And you have to try to have that same mentality of knowing that we've been there two years in a row now. We've won one, we lost one. But we have to find a way to, to get back and try to win it. Let's go next to James Palmer. Go ahead, James. Patrick, you're such a fan of, of the game and, and watching guys play. I'm curious with all the talk of these quarterbacks at the top of this draft class, is there anybody you liked watching play play college ball? I know you, you watch a lot of games. 
No, I mean, I think all the guys are super talented. Um, I mean, every single one of them. It's kind of crazy to see these last few years, the amount of talent, the quarterback position that's coming into the league. And it just, it shows that guys are working at it. Guys are learning how to make themselves better. Um, and they're coming in and competing. Um, and so, uh, luckily enough, that the, we have a lot of guys coming into this league now that are playing really good football and it makes the NFL even better. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Patrick, good to see you. Hope you're well, man. Thank you. Hey, two questions are for you. Obviously, you're going to have the most watched or monitored toe injury <laughs> in recent memory. Where are you feeling with that right now uh, and, and how you think they're going to look as far as when the uniforms come or the pads come on? And I'll have a second question after this. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm progressing well. Um, I'm, I think I'm ahead of schedule myself. I mean, obviously, we're trying to be cautious and not push me out there too soon. Um, but I'm, I'm doing what I can. I've gotten out of the boot finally. It took forever. Um, and now I'm, I'm getting trying to get back on the field and, and get that stuff working. And so uh, uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll keep me along that same pathway to, to I can be able to do hopefully do some stuff by the uh, end of the offseason. And finally, um, with the league now going to a 17 game schedule, what was your reaction when, when you saw that? And, you know, how do you feel about playing 17 games? Yeah, I mean, um, I think my, my reaction was more when we did the CBA um, because you knew that 17 games were coming. So I wasn't as surprised when I saw it uh, this last year. You knew it was coming. Um, but uh, at the same time, I mean, something that we're going to have to adjust to. It's another game, another wear and tear on your body. Um, you're playing 17 games. But that doesn't count preseason in the playoffs and trying to make a run at the Super Bowl. Um, so you're going to have to figure it out. I mean, it's going to be new to everybody this next year. And so we're going to try to find a way to, to take care of our bodies enough to, to take that wear and tear and to still be at the top of our game at the end of the season. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Patrick. I have two questions for you as well. Um, the first one is, with getting guys like Kyle Long, Joe Tooney, obviously Lucas Niang is coming back as long with Laurent Duvede Tardif, just how do you feel the offensive line is right now um, before going into the draft? And then Brad will have a follow-up. Yeah, I mean, I think we have a lot of great guys in the, in the offensive line room. Uh, guys that are ready to compete, guys uh, that played last year, and then guys that have a lot of experience coming in. Um, and that, that breeds competition, and you, you love that. That's in every single room in this, in this locker room is competition. You're going to go out there and compete and try to earn your way to earning a spot and uh, to find a way to be the best player you can be to try to get us to the Super Bowl. And then secondly, Patrick, I know James asked you uh, a few minutes ago about the quarterback prospects in this draft, but given – uh, the tackle situation, just how much are you looking at that position of prospects? And based on the story last year of Andy and, and Brett reaching out to you during the first round of the draft, do you feel like you'll have uh, a bit of a say uh, come this year with regards to how to, you know, keep fortifying that offensive line? Yeah, I mean, I try to I try to give my input on uh, on everything I can in this building of, of trying to help out the team in the best way possible. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I trust in in Veach and I trust in Coach Reed to make the right decision for the the betterment of the team. Um, and so if they ask me, I'll, I'll give my input and do all that do that different type of stuff. Um, but they they have a pretty good track record uh, track record of getting great players in this building. Let's go next to Blair Kirkoff. Good Blair. Patrick, I just wanted to know how much how much enjoyment are you getting out of the Royals these days? Yeah, I mean, I think we have like the best record in the AL right now. I know it's by a couple of percentage points, but to see that the, them starting off uh, so hot and and really getting contributions from everybody on the team, uh, that's a that's gives me optimism of have, having a great run, and it's carried over from spring training, and hopefully, will carry through the rest of the season. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go down. Hey, Patrick, um, you talked a minute ago about your um, your rehab from the surgery. It sounds like things are going well. Do you feel like this will be much of a setback for you when it comes to making the offseason improvement you wanted to do? 
and Brad, I'll have a second question as well. I mean, I don't. I mean, you just you have to find different ways to improve. I mean, there's so many different things I can improve in my game, and being able to kind of restart and and kind of start from injury with the feet, I can really improve my footwork and try to make myself better. I mean, I've dealt with ankle injuries in my career, and being able to teach myself how to hit in the the right spots with my feet by teaching myself just how to get back from this injury, I think will help me out in the long run. It's something I can really focus on. Okay, and also uh, the offseason's virtual for now, obviously. But when things uh, when, when it comes to the on field stuff, when you guys are going to have to gather, what what are the plans? Are you guys going to uh, is it going to be a normal uh, off season where you think most of the guys will be there, or how do you think that'll go? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's virtual right now, so we still have a little bit of, of time to to think about it and, and figure out what the best plan for us as a team. But I mean, we're in talks to NFLPA, and we're trying to figure out what's best for not only us but for the entire league. Um, and, uh, I know coming into the building today and having to sit and wait for, uh, test the results to get back in. And we only have a couple people here today. I know it's going to be crazy once we get the whole, the whole roster here. So, uh, uh, trying to figure out what's best for not only myself, not only for the chiefs, but what's best for the the teams around the league. And we'll figure it out in the next couple of weeks and we'll, we'll be able to get back to you then. Let's go next to Mick Schaefer. Go ahead, Mick. Patrick, I don't know if you heard, but uh, Alex Smith just announced his retirement. And I was wondering if you could just reflect on that one year you had with him and how that uh, affected your career. Yeah, I mean, just a tremendous guy. Obviously a great player. Um, dealt with adversity throughout his career and always seemed to come on come on top and uh, to be the, be the better from it. And uh, someone that he's dealt with different coaches, he's dealt with different systems, and, he, and he's always had success. And then obviously with the injury that he had, uh, to be able to come back and lead his team into the playoffs. It shows the type of man that he is, the type of team team player that he is. And and uh, I'm just uh, just grateful for the time that I had with him that, that really developed me to be the quarterback that I am today. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Patrick. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we're talking to you since the Super Bowl at the local level. Just curious what your offseason has been like to date from the surgery to rehabbing to, again, enjoying the Royals and having a baby and so on and so forth just the last two months. Yeah, I mean, it's been a, a lot of rehabbing, uh, pretty much every single day of rehabbing. I got a, got, a, got to go to the Masters, which was kind of the only break I really I really had from being up in he, be up here in Kansas City rehabbing. Um, but just trying to make myself uh, available for the team as quickly as possible. And then obviously becoming a dad, I've had to learn a lot there, probably more than I've learned in my entire life until, until now of how to take care of a baby and, and raise a, a, a little baby girl and try to make give her the, the best – opportunity in the best uh, life as possible. We'll go three more, starting with Harold Kuntz. Go ahead, Harold. Patrick, I hope you're doing well, man. Uh, you just mentioned fatherhood, so that was one question. But uh, also, just uh, voluntarily, if you want to comment on it, just vaccinations, just your process of that. Have Andy Reid mentioned that he had been vaccinated. Have you, ha- have you been vaccinated? And uh, just overall, how you feel that policy is going forward for all the players involved? What conversations have you guys had about going through getting that procedure done? Yeah, I've actually, I've been vaccinated already. Um, to me, it was more of a personal decision with having the baby girl and knowing that I was going to be around people. I wanted to make sure I could do whatever I could to, to help keep her healthy. Um, but I think it's a personal decision for everybody. I mean, whatever you believe, I think, I think you can do uh, whatever that is. And uh, we'll figure out the best way to keep each other healthy um, by social distancing and doing whatever it is uh, whenever we can in this building. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Patrick. Thanks a lot. Um, 
I'm curious, how much have you watched of that Super Bowl game, going back and watching the tape? And is there anything that you've taken away from that game that you've kind of incorporated into your offseason plans as far as getting ready for next season? And, and Brad, one quick follow-up if I can. Yeah, I mean, I've watched it, I think, two times, kind of watched two times and kind of moved on from it. I'm sure I'll watch it more in the virtual offseason that we we have going. Um, just just having to continue to take what's there. I think there was times in the game where maybe we were down in the game and I try to scramble and make a play happen when it, when I didn't have to. Um, they were playing a lot of deep coverages and I probably could have handed it off on some of the RPO type options that we had. Um, and then at the end of the day, we just got to execute at a high, higher level as a, as an offense. Um, and so, uh, I know the guys are, are motivated to come back, uh, and do whatever we can, um, this off season, whenever that is, um, and, and to make ourselves, uh, the best team we possibly can. We'll go last to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Patrick, you mentioned being a father. Congratulations on that, by the way. Um, those of us that have had kids understand it changes your life and it takes a lot of your time, right? So what, uh, what, what's, what have you had to adjust your uh, schedule? Have you become more organized? Have you had to cut some things out of your life to, for all the time that comes with being a father? Yeah, definitely not as much golf. Golf time has cut down significantly in video games. Um, but uh, I still am able to get out there every once in a while. Brittany's a, a champ. She She's kind of doing it all. I'm just kind of like the, the cheerleader on the sideline, just asking her what I need to do. Um, but, I mean, it, it's, it's a special thing. You want to be around her as much as possible. And so um, we still take trips here and there, but we're able to take her with us, uh, luckily enough, and, and be able to spend time with her uh, as much as we can. Patrick, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you all. Hey, Darren, good to see you again, man. Sure. You're always very thoughtful about what your goals are going into a season. So here you are, year nine. Uh, just what are you setting out for yourself personally heading into this year? Uh, to be honest, I have no personal goals. Um, I think all my goals really come from, you know, team, family, you know, type things. Um, I, I think the biggest thing for me this year is how can I continue to lift the guys around me? You know, um, that's like the only thing that really matters to me is how can I get people to, you know, communicate and play and study and, you know, just just be the best of themselves. We'll go next to Sam McDale. Good, Sam. Hey, Tyron. Um, hey. Wanted to ask you about your contract situation. Are, are there talks to potentially extend your deal this off season? And if so, what, what's your optimism on that happening before the season starts? I, I'm a fairly optimistic guy. Um, I'm not. I'm not too concerned about money. Uh, I think I'm kind of good on that part. Um, but yeah, I don't worry about that too much. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, man, the, the biggest thing for me is how can I continue to be the same guy? You know, each and every day for for my teammates because. You know, I think when I'm able to be that person, I can bring out the best, you know, in my room. So, you know, money, personal goals, um, not really like number one or two on my list, you know, nowadays. Let's go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Uh Taryn, first, just to follow up on and make sure I quote you directly, is that to say, uh, so I think Sam's asking, have you had talks about an extension? Can you just confirm that, yes, you have or you have not? Oh no, I don't. I let my agent do that. I don't. I don't get into that. No. All right, but has your agent had talks? Uh, nah, he wouldn't tell me unless it's like official, you know. So he kind of handles handles it until it be, you know becomes official. Then he'll let me. Right. In. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. Then uh, my question: uh, the, If you to go back to the Super Bowl, I know you've had some time to reflect 
And just a lot of people have wondered how much the uh, traffic accident and the little girl being injured and Britt Reed being involved, whether that took a lot of uh, energy out of you guys uh, to see that kind of have that situation playing out in the building. Now that you've had time to reflect, do you think that that in any way maybe took some wind out of your sails or made you guys flat for the game? You know what? I think, I think to begin, I think it was, you know, obviously an unfortunate incident. And, you know, I think, you know, we're still praying for, for everybody involved. Um, you know, I thought really you know, it was just, you know, the day that we didn't really play our best. You know, I don't think anything went our way. Um, and we got to find a way to kind of, you know, dig ourselves out of that kind of hole. You know, when we can't get anything going, we can't make a play. Um, I think the biggest thing I took in that game is just really composure. You know, when things aren't going your way or you can't make a play, um, just try your best to, to remain calm, keep your composure. Um, I probably say that's, that's really what I see when I look back, you know, on that night. Let's go next to Kirby T.O.P. Hey, Tyron, always good to see you, man. Hope you're well. Yes, sir, doing well. Hey, along those same lines, picking back off of that, Patrick said that he's, he's watched the Super Bowl twice. How many times have you watched it, and how many times have you shared those exact thoughts with your teammates? I probably watched it maybe four or five times. Um, I mean, every time I watch it, it, it kind of hurts a little bit more. Um, so for me, you know, like I said, it's all about staying on top of my guys. Um, you know, I think losses like that can kind of derail certain teams. I think for us, if we able to kind of put it behind us but learn from it, um, I think it'll be one of those games that can kind of build us going forward. Let's go next to James Palmer. Go, James. Tyron, I hope you're doing well, man. Good to see you. I, I'm curious in your first answer when you talked about your goal is to uplift guys and, and, and motivate guys. And I'm kind of curious what your process is with that in an offseason. You know what I mean? Are you reading things and, and then kind of writing stuff down about how you want to make some phone calls or, or talk to some guys? How do you go about, you know, fulfilling those goals of bringing guys up? Because that's a big part of what you do. Well, I think, you know, obviously it's, you know, obviously me kind of taking responsibility. But, you know, I think anytime you, you have time to kind of watch tape, you know, you try not to just focus on your play, right? You want to look at guys around you and, you know, if you're able to kind of give guys a nugget or, or kind of give guys something that they can hang their hat on going forward, uh, I think that's the kind of position I'm in and that's really what I want to do. Um, you know, I've had a, I had two great years here, you know, all pro seasons, whatever, you know, people want to call it. But until, I, until other guys in my room start making a pro bowl and all pro, and then I'll probably be satisfied. <laughs> Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Tyron, how you doing today? Oh, well, yes, sir. Good. Good. Um, hey, you talked a minute ago about the extension. Just wondering whether or not, you know, when or, whenever that might happen. Is it important for you to eventually get that extension and maybe extend the, the Chiefs portion of your career by beyond these three years? And would you like to finish your career here at, yeah, if yeah. it works out that way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would love to spend the rest of you know my time in Kansas City. Um, you know, like I said, these yeah, everybody's embraced me here. Um, you know, it reminds me so much of you know a football town. You know, and I think for me, you know, that's everything. You know, it's just waking up, you know, seeing a family and then going to play football. You know, so uh, it's been a blessing to be here. You know, I try not, I try my best not to get caught up into it. Um, I try to let my people that that work for me, you know, really handle that. Um, but I mean, obviously, you know, you, you want to be locked in long term, but like I said, for me, it's all about, you know, each and every day, just trying to win my day. I, I don't, I don't necessarily try to look four or five months down the road. Uh, I just try to put in enough work today that, you know, things like that, you know, are going to take care of themselves. We've got time for a couple more guys. We'll go Harold and Blair. Go ahead, Harold. All right. How you doing, man? Well, well, sir. Yes, sir. 
Good, man. Well, hey, I know uh, you always kind of get with your, your yoga instructor in your mind to get your mentals right over the offseason. Just, uh, you know, especially after such an emotional loss in the Super Bowl, how have you kind of just got yourself prepared mentally for yet another season going into this, getting with those guys and just kind of getting your mind clear of everything? Yeah, you know, I really had to disconnect for a moment, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, it was a long season, you know, not just for football players, but for, you know, the whole world. And I think to, to have that time, you know, away from the game, um, to reflect on, you know, life and family um, and, and then come back to it, um, you know, uh, I think it's given me, you know, this this new motivating factor. You know, um, I feel like I have, you know, more things to accomplish and not just me personally, but, you know, as far as team goes. Um, so uh, that's really that's really my mindset right now. I'm going to go last to Blair Kirkhoff. Go ahead, Blair. Right, and I'll have a follow-up. Tyron, um, I'm just wondering if, uh, first of all, we, we asked Coach Reed and Patrick about vaccinations. Just wondering if you got a COVID vaccine, and do you have a message about vaccinations? Well, I have not gotten my vaccination uh, yet. Um, uh, I'm hoping that uh, I could do it uh, uh, soon. Um, but uh, obviously, you know, it's a, it's a choice uh, for everybody uh, involved. I think everybody have different perspectives on it. Um, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, it's all about, you know, trying to put, try, trying to put yourself in the best position to, to, to live a healthy life going forward and then all the people around you. So um, uh, I'm hoping I can get to that. Uh, I'm still kind of going through the process, me and my family, um, but I'm hoping we can do it. And also, I, I know we spoke last summer about social unrest and, and kind of where the country was and, and now some of these, you know, we're, we're kind of back where we started in some places. I'm just wondering if you have some thoughts on, on what you're seeing these days. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously I felt like, you know, we, we were kind of taking some steps um, to, to make it all right and uh, to, to cross certain bridges. Um, but, you know, obviously it's unfortunate to kind of see some of the same things continuing to happen. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of speechless. I don't, I don't really know what to say at this point. Uh, you know, I feel like I've tweeted enough. I've talked about it enough. Um, I don't know, maybe it's time to just kind of get some action plans, you know, in, in motion. Um, but no, I don't really know. Tyron, we appreciate you taking the time today. Thanks, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. More to do's, less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. From data privacy to the future of TV, retail media, and beyond, the world of digital marketing is constantly in flux. So how can you keep up? Well, The Current Report is there for you. Each week, marketing leaders on the cutting edge give you the latest insight. So if it's creating a buzz, they'll be talking about it. Subscribe to The Current Report wherever you get your podcasts.